Welcome to Craft Beer Hey guys, what's happening? I am here with all of the Wells. Yep. Present and accounted for. And accounted for and present. Sure. Okay. Fair My enough. presence is a present. Yes, it is. It's something. You know, I sure didn't pay for it. According to the release of this episode, gentlemen, do you know what happens this, this week, Groundhog Day? No. Football supposedly starts the Thursday so, that this drops. So it's, it's, it's... We'll see. Yeah. So it's been funny. I mean, it's two weeks. Two weeks. So it's funny because, um, and, and I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet, but like COVID, nobody knows what's going to happen. What's going to, you know, like sports and all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, Yahoo Football is like, don't sleep on these wide receivers. Hey, have you got your top 10 quarterbacks ready? And I'm like, man, I honestly don't even know if I want to even mess with fantasy football this year. Because it's going to get shut down by November. Because like, you know, so quick diatribe, I'll try and keep it brief. So we do a keeper league and you keep players from year to year. You keep a number based on your roster, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've got a pretty stacked roster now over there. But what happens when they shut it down halfway through the season? Yep. What happens when only half the players play? Like how, you know... Like, I'm almost inclined just to say, hey, everybody, we're just going to take the year off. And everything stays as it is. No, you know, no cost increase. And we'll just roll it next year when hopefully things are back to normal. Yeah. So weird. But, yeah, Yahoo Football, like, once or twice a day, it's like, oh, hey, and don't forget. I'm like, what? What are you, what are you on about, okay, Yahoo? Okay, Yahoo Football. I Go mean, home. You're drunk. I know you miss me, but right. they're just lonely. Hey, uh, hey, and you up? Hey, you up? Hey, you up? You up? You up? You want these wide receivers? <laughs> I'll give you two of them. Two for one. Two for one, baby. Two for one. I got something that you can fit in that slot. Hey, hey, oh, we still got a solid. Let's, Let's go, going. man. You. Yeah, me and my rules. Hey, we do it easy the first episode. <laughs> yeah, because I do stuff that only covers one episode. I know. Oh, uh, uh, video games? The new Tony Hawk remake's coming out? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it looks I've been really fucking good. Yeah, I've been downloading where, it all day today. So did hopefully I see where Chris is going out to out buy soon. a PlayStation just so he can play Tony Hawk? Yeah, it's my fault. Oh, good job. God. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, check out this demo. Oh, hey, yeah, check out this trailer. Oh, okay. Should what? I buy a PlayStation 5? I'm like, no. Just buy a fucking PlayStation. Look, I am so excited for the ability to switch back and forth between the original and the the remastered stuff. So why would you ever go back to the original? Nostalgia. Nostalgia, for real. Oh God. I don't know. I just have such like an attachment to I do too, but like I mean it's like watching VHS porn and HD porn. Are you gonna go stick a VHS porn in? No. Well at least I don't think you will, but maybe. I don't know. I know I'm not. That ain't me, Daddy. I remember the first time that I ever watched an HD porn on a projector, and you see levels of detail in something that's six feet tall that you just don't <laughs> ever <laughs> need to see. I've never been so intimidated. That was Jeff a bad idea. It's just like, can we move on? Yes, we can. Speaking I've got of, the uh, Jesse Pinkman drinking water right now. Yep. Speaking of moving on. So do you guys remember the uh, Toucan Louis Brewery that was going to turn into Sunstead? No, Sun, Sunstead. Sun, Sunstead was going to be Toucan no, Oh, that's right. They were going to go to yeah. Toucan Louis, but like not. Sunstead closed and Toucan Louis bought them and... And, and now they're something else. Yeah, they're rebranding into yet another brewery called the Salty Parrot. Yeah. And this is all in like less than, what, six months? Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to ask a functional question for a second here. Yeah, it might so be a, seven months. So, so a brewery started up, shut down in under a year. And now it's being rebranded as something else. Yep. And now it's being being rebranded, rebranded again. Re 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 remix as something else. It hasn't been open long enough for anybody to even know. Like I saw this article and I'm like, wait a second. Like I, I'd understand if it was something like Old Mac. They've been in the you know in the market for you know eight years, ten years. You know them. They're rebranding into a completely different name. Okay, fine. That's really stupid. Sorry. Just as an example, my point being, like, I know who they are, and so when they rebrand, it actually means something. When you've not been open a year, 
why don't you just start from scratch? Why does it even have to be a rebrand? Is there anything functionally they're gaining out of calling it a rebrand? Well, it, it turns out that there might have been some legality issues when they rebranded as Salty Parrot. Or not Salty Parrot, as... See? God, see, I can't even get the damn thing straight. Toucan Louis, because Toucan Louis is also a retailer, and there were issues about the three-tier system here, and can a restaurant... If you the letters in Toucan Louis, it spells stone, and so stone is suing them now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But, but boy, it's, it's one of the former, well, it's a former owner of D9. Um, speaking of D9, they are moving out of, they've moved out of Cornelius and really? are set up in Newton, et cetera. So uh, the, oh, next, that's right. the next person that emails me about them being a Charlotte area brewery is going to get E-slapped. Uh, but With but, my E-dick. With my E-dick. But boy... Um, yeah, this is just a mess. It is. But again, so my, my question is still, the brewery never took off. The brewery never got hold. The brewery hadn't been long enough for anybody to care about a rebranding. The brewery was open for about two months before COVID hit. And Which, then they folded. I mean, how you don't, as a new brewery... Like, like that's not a rebrand. Old brewery dead. New brewery, new brewery start. New brewery start, like, yep. Unless you're trying to like put some kind of millennial spin on it that, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, we've got an algorithm, you know, we got an algorithm, head nod. No, I don't know. It, this sounds right. A, a, a tough road to hoe for this place. Tough road to hose? What? Ho. You never heard that? Tough, tough road to hoe. Come on. Tough road to hoe. The fact that they have now rebranded for a third time in less than six months does not, to me, Scream success. Yeah. But what I cannot wait for... Uh, it's the it, rebrand in three months. We're relaunching Entertainment 720 is, is back uh, with... Is the lineup of craft uh, canned cocktails they plan on, uh, on making. So hey. malt-based malt 10.5% creations. Uh, it, it's... So, like, you remember when this brewery started and they were going to do all this stuff and how it failed? And I know you said COVID, and that's probably part of it. But, like, but why? Why are we coming back to this? Why, why, don't, why, don't, you just, why, why don't you just quietly start making some beer, be a part of this restaurant, wait to They can't be a part of the restaurant. Oh, okay. See, my, my favorite part is when they're going to blame us. Not us in particular, but us as the craft beer fans that didn't come to their brewery and their brewery failed for a fourth time. Well, That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready for that one. I mean, you might as well, right? I mean, fuck it. Let's burn some bridges. I'm ready for it. Just blame us because you can't get your shit straight and you can't fucking keep an even name for a month or two. The I fuck? <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen? This has got bad news written all over it. If I was an investor in this, I'm out. Again, I feel like if you're an investor in this, I, at some point somebody needs to raise their hand and say, why don't we just quietly start over? Yeah, yeah. Which you can't. I get it. There's not enough news to talk about, so you know we have to talk about this. We're talking about this. Oh, no, we have plenty of news, but we're talking about it because it made our head hurt. It, yeah. Anytime that I can't really keep the story straight, just frustrating. I wasn't it, it's go just there. a frustrating thing. Like, and Sunstead wasn't even their original name. They were like Southern something or other. And then there was enough of that. So they're like, oh, this is a little crowded. We're going to go with Sunstead. And then COVID hit. Okay, we're going to close. All right, we just got bought by the Salty Parrot. Oh, wait. Like, no, God. See, Toucan yep. Louis. Yep. Wait, Toucan Louis can't legally own us. We need to find someone else to buy. Can you? Can okay, we we're going to be Salty Parrot. Cool. Can we, can we just get the uh, Charlie Day Sunday yes, Philadelphia yes. board? I need answers. Or no, that's uh, that's Big Bang Theory. What's it, what's the uh, oh, that's the meme. I know exactly what you're talking about. Just fold in the cheese. Yep, just that's fold right. it. Just fold it. Do you guys remember apricot beers? Was that, yeah. Was that uh, Magic Hat? Yeah. 
Number nine. Number nine, yeah. I remember April Hop from Dogfish Head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so, really like believe that it one. or not, in the 90s, before most, well, at least most of us on the show were drinking beer, craft beer, mm. it was kind of the unlikely hero of starting things like Magic Hat. It actually, their number nine, which was actually kind of a ape off of Harpoon's uh, apricot beer. They decided to make their own version. Magic 9, as we know, got really big, at least back in that time period. Or number 9, whatever you want to call it. And they kind of turned around at least the East Coast craft brewery scene because yeah. you had Magic, Magic Hat, Hat. New Belgium. <laughs> yeah, Belgi- no. but you had Magic Hat up in Vermont. You had Harpoon. You had a couple of these East Coast places that, you know, everybody wanted the West Coast beer. And this was kind of a alternative to that. For the people that didn't want hoppy stuff. I mean, back in the day, hoppy beer was still, like, not widely accepted. And, you know, it was all, like, different takes on German-style beer. And, you know, then Stone would come along and be like, Ah, yes, here's this really hoppy beer. And we all went, Ew, that's gross. I don't like it. And then it's like, Oh, but that apricot beer's real good. It's so funny because I stop and think about now, and I get so many people, you know, that... I just talked to on and random about beer, and they're like, oh, you know, I don't like IPAs. And I'm like, man, you would have been in a fucking heyday in the early 2000s because there wasn't any. It was wheats, and it was apricot beers, and it was there was nothing of the sort. Like, you would have been in a heyday of beer because <clears throat> IPAs it are all just tastes everywhere like now. beer. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. But, and this is a long read. We're not going to go through the entire story. It's just kind of pointing out the fact that. The apricot beers were kind of what set up the East Coast to be a brewery area, <clears throat> unlike the West Coast, which was actually already kind of just built up by nature. And had it not been for those beers, we may not have the same East Coast presence that we do. Right. We probably wouldn't have a dogfish head. Right. Magic Hat definitely <clears throat> wouldn't have come and gone. Because, you know, when you think about Dogfish's model, I mean, yeah, they had a couple IPAs to stand things up, but they really liked this idea of, oh, hey, those guys are doing something interesting. Let's, let's start throwing crazy shit in our beer and see what happens. Yeah. Here's an apricot beer. Here's a pumpkin beer. Real yeah. pumpkin in it, you know? I mean, Yeah, like, I mean, pumpkin is actually, like, my favorite pumpkin beer. And that's only one of the two that I will drink. Yeah. And I don't get them except for, like, one time a year. But, and I get like a bottle or a can. Yeah, but you know, like, it seems novel now. We're like, because especially right now, we're like, aw, apricot in a beer. Aww. What, a, what a novel idea! But like back then, it was huge. It was a yeah. really big thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't a fruit slurry slushy thing that was going to going to explode on the consumer. <laughs> it was just the apricotted beer. It's it's not a a beer that I need to place in a pitcher. And uh, open it just so it can fizz out and fill up the pitcher. And yeah. Yeah. Damn, I saw that video. Like, science experiment at home with one of the 450 North cans. Like, God, that's terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. So, I don't know. It's, it's a cool read. So, if you ever want to live nostalgically and understand how we actually kind of grew up, especially on the East Coast, into an actual beer scene, it's a good read. Cool. Speaking of reads. Uh, yeah, so it's a good beer hunting article. We're not going to put or read the, whole, the entire thing. Basically, long story short, TLDR, Founders is still making big boo-boos, even though they said they weren't going to make big boo-boos. Now they're trying to bring in other people to help them from their past racist mistakes. But will people ever get over it? Question mark. Well, it's, it's yes. a little bit more than that. They're trying to change their company culture. They're trying to start some new initiatives and... You know, they're taking a top-down look at, you know, or I guess bottom-up look at their diversity, because I don't think they're going to change their ownership uh, or management in this. But it's, you know, we're going to change our hiring practices. We're going to look and see, like, areas of improvement. But the kicker is they have not and will not address their past mistakes. Like, in, in case you guys haven't been paying attention, like, founders basically got caught being... Racist uh, AF. Super fucking racist, like, as as a company culture, like, just toxic. So, uh, I, for one, uh, Josh is, you know, no longer on the team founders. You know, I don't think any of us are anymore. So No, I, and, and it, I, I can't lie, especially in the summer, 
It broke my heart. I couldn't buy all day IPA, but in yeah. theory, I'm not going to do it. It's like fuck it. Yeah. Um, you I know, mean, we believe in putting our money where our you know motives lie. Um, but you know but I fund corporate terrorism by buying a Sonics pack occasionally. But all the first thing that I want to hear founder say is we fucked up, and then. We can move forward about like, okay, now tell me about all the initiatives that you have going and everything. But until you can just say, just admit that you made a mistake, I don't want to hear a damn thing that you have to say. Like, I just don't. I don't care. So I guess that is my big question to ask both of you. I mean, I don't think Jeff is as staunch on this as you and I are and... And I'm not saying that you're not no, for no. any other other reason than I'm racist. Yeah, go ahead, say it. No, <laughs> I'm stupid hardcore of the group of. Yes. You draw a line. I draw lines pretty yeah. quick. <clears throat> I, I have not, and I qu- don't cross them. I, I haven't bought any founders beer. I mean, to be honest, like, but we, I, I don't think a lot of us really were. No, I mean, you know, like I, KBS, CBS, yeah, yeah, KBS and CBS. Like, I was picking it up, but I just anymore, like. Like I'm not missing it, and yeah, you know, yep. so, so I mean, Blackbeard's Breakfast is like a better KBS if you ask me. Sure. Anyways, and and really, when it when it all shakes out, like um, I, I imagine that most people were unaware that this was ever an issue. They were, and the people that may have heard about it have probably already forgotten because KBS. Yeah, you know, a lot of. We tend to be pretty staunch about the line that we draw, the stand that we make, and the hill that we die on. There are many others who will be they they, they don't they don't like it, but they are not going to let that get in their way a beer that they enjoy. Yeah, my favorite is the BCBS crowd. Yep, and and you know fuck crap beer or fuck AB fuck AB. Oh, it's Black Friday! It's Black Friday! Yay! 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 Which variants are you going to get? I mean, I guess I have to ask Wells more you than Jeff, but what? Jeff at the same time. Is there a road to redemption for them, for you? It starts by them Admitting saying, we fucked, up. we fucked up, we're sorry, and then I'll listen to what they have. To, I mean, I'll listen to them. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't cost anything, but until right. then, I, I mean, I read the entire article as to like, who they're hiring, like what changes they're making. And I'm like, this is great. This is great. This is great. I still don't care. Yeah. You still didn't own up. You yeah. can hire all of the spin teams and all of the. Oh, you know, and they have. All of the, you know, sensitivity training and, and it, like that's all good and fine. But again, like I don't feel like this will sound weird for me to say this, but. I don't feel like this racism issue that they're fighting was why I wasn't buying their beer. Okay. But it definitely Which is a fair point. But it definitely doesn't help, and it's just one more reason not to. Yeah. And at some point, maybe they come around and there's a reason for me to buy their beer again. I just don't see it happening. Okay. Now, if this was Bell's, I'd be a lot more upset. Okay. But it's Founders. and Fair point. You know, like their Mosaic Promise or whatever was like, that's a good beer, but I don't miss it. All day is a good beer, but I don't miss it. You know, there's really none of their stuff that I'm, I'm missing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny when you stop, at least in my eyes, you stop and think about those two breweries. Hanover Fist, given the option, I would take a Bell's beer over a Founders oh, yeah. beer. Like, give me a Black Note Stout over uh, a, a yeah. KBS. Sure. Give me... Uh, I Black Note's okay. Well, Look, yeah. give me two-hearted over most. Yeah, give me okay. two-hearted. You would also take two-hearted over most breweries in America. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. True. I mean, a fresh two-hearted? Mm, yeah. Kiss. Yeah, what's... It's it's to be. Founder Centennial IPA is great and all, but A, when's the last time you saw it? And B, yeah. is it really that good? No. No, no. So I guess, yeah, I mean, to me, there, I, uh, there is a road to redemption, but at the same time, I, I think I'm kind of where Jeff was, except for... My my only I guess, except four would be all day. Like I would buy that regularly in the summers because it's cheap. You know, it was a big suitcase of beer. And it's easy drinking. I don't have to worry about being shit faced. I don't really have a good replacement for for it yet that no. I have found. That was price equivalency type of a deal. 
But other than that, yeah, it was probably the only founder stuff I was buying. So there might be a road to redemption, but maybe the beer needs to get better before I, I come back. And unfortunately for some, you know, again, most people probably aren't aware it's not going to change their buying habits. Yep. They're not going to miss my money because I wasn't spending it on them anyway. So, okay. <sighs> Alrighty then. Wells, what's going on with Dogfish Head? Dogfish Head. We're moving to Miami, baby. Wait, what? Yami Yami? Well, not moving, but they're opening a uh, location I in Miami. I just uh, vacated one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're getting sued over it. Sure. Um, so Concrete Beach Brewery had uh, a location in this Wynwood area. Um, they are an independent subsidiary of the Boston Beer Company. So they closed, and Dogfish Head has been kind of doing like an internship in their in that location, but who is now a subsidiary of the Boston beer company. Yeah. Well, they've been doing an internship in this basically, uh, since that purchase and, and now we'll be making a, a, uh, Miami location. Sure. Because when I think dogfish head, I think Miami. Yeah. Look, I mean, I know that they have public houses in more than just Delaware. Um, I mean, they've got one in Northern Virginia, uh, and other places too. Uh, I am I'm aware that Dogfish is not like a single location yeah. spot. Sure, um, but it it Miami seems feels like weird. it does. It does. You're going from like mid Atlantic to Miami. It, it's just like well, so, good so, luck. So to me, when I think of Miami, I think of South Beach Diet and Cubanos. Well, yes. Yes, I, I mean, clearly authentic Cuban food, which I really just want to go. I, wa- I want to do the chef trip. Right? I mean, l- I start, let me tell I you, somebody who's gone to South Beach and spent like a couple of days there before the wife and I went to Jamaica, like this is just a glorified Myrtle Beach. It really, really? is. Okay. Yes, so it not, 100% so th- is. So that bad, huh? Yeah, it is 100% just <clears> a glorified <throat> Myrtle Beach. But I, I you know, I'd like, I'd like... I'm not ashamed to say that I love that movie Chef enough that I, I want to do the trip. Now, you know, whatever happens after, you know, Texas, I don't know. But, you know, at least, you know, let me get some beignets and, you know, the yeah, whole thing, you know, yeah. but. Never seen the movie, but sure. Really? No. Oh, you got to. Never watched it. It's really, it's really good. I've heard it's good, but. It's really good. I don't want to watch a, fi- a fictional John Favreau cook his way along. He spent a lot of time training with Roy Choi. Um, okay. who, who had a big taco truck. He's trained. I mean, like, like they spent a lot of, um, a lot of effort to make the cooking scenes look accurate. Okay. It is worth your time. All right. Fair enough. I, uh, it's the, the second half of that movie. I just sat there with a smile on my face the whole time. I loved every minute of it. All right. And he makes Cubanos. Like you've got to go. at least watch it for that. There we go. Okay. I'm in now. Yeah. So at any rate, Dogfish. Weird in Miami, but hey, yeah, you know, hey, I mean, who knows? Maybe it works. Maybe yeah, it doesn't. And, and like that's me and my you know preconceived notions of what Miami is, and maybe it's changed. And you know, like yeah, you I know, mean, admittedly, it, 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 it's been years since I've been there. Everybody is like South Beach diet, and there's no carbs. I mean, maybe that's the perfect place for someplace like Dogfish to come in and be like, hey, yo, we got carbs. Yep. Hey, yo, come get this ninety you minute. Can drink them. You can eat them. We got them all. Get this under twenty. Get this four wide. Oh yeah. Yeah, where does like 120 minute worldwide, worldwide stout? Oh, there's a cross branding idea that I would actually love to see. Fucking, I'd love to see Josh drinking the Pitbull Worldwide Stout <laughs> collaboration with glitter in it. Get out, <laughs> Sparkle Suds. Sparkle Suds. Uh, so Bush has made a. Beer for dogs? Sure. Question mark? Why not? I mean, hey, why? Look, people spend a lot of money on their pets. Yes, they do. There is no... Well, y- you see these like bottles of, of wine that you can buy for dogs, and you know it's just like... probably It's, just, it's beef broth. Is that all it is? Yeah, all that's, right. it's just beef broth. So, but, but it looks like it's a bottle of wine. Yeah, so, no, it's just know. beef broth. Or chicken broth, or you know, whatever. There's no alcohol or hops in it, just a melee of flavors designed to appeal to a dog's palate. 
including because dogs are picky. Look, says the owner of a dog that ate shit when we had a cat litter box in the studio. He would literally eat the shit out of the cat litter box. They have taste. Question mark. It even stays crunchy in milk. So what you're saying is that much like some craft beer drinkers, they would have a line, but sometimes when you're hungry, you'll eat shit too. Yeah, exactly. Made with bone-in pork butt, corn, celery, basil, mint, turmeric, ginger, and water. Mint seems like an odd choice. I know. Uh, Humans can sip on the beer, but you may find it pretty bland, says Bush. Cool. (laughs) Which was my favorite. It's like, big oaf, big oaf, big oaf. You may find it pretty bland. You don't say. At least they're consistent. Yes, that's right. That's, that's kind of the only reason that I submitted this article is to just make that just for that just for that joke. Dunk. I'm, look, I'm on it I, <laughs> for I, that I, one joke. Big oof. I mean, here's the thing: it's not anything new. Like, there's been places, and again, if you look at the ingredients of this, and what was the ingredient list you just read there? It's basically a stock. You're yeah. making a stock for a dog. You just can make a stock. a stock for a dog. Just don't use any onions because that's poisonous. Yeah. yeah, shit'll kill a dog. That explains why we don't have. Never mind. Yeah, so sure. anyway. Stock for a dog or just buy some bush. So, yeah, good for them. It's only available online. Speaking of dogfish, Ed, why didn't you do this after the other dogfish? Well, I moved it because he wanted to get all ranty and ravey, so I moved it to second show. Uh, So, you guys remember the IPA arms race that happened? Especially like when we first started the show. It was like like 2013, 2014, and McKellar had that, you know, 1,000 IBU that nobody could ever taste. Dogfish says they've got the biggest one now. Oh, it's only 658 IBUs? McKellar laughs at you. Right? Yeah, Yeah. but this is supposedly a a measured and, like, rather than calculated. Oh. Is that? So, instead of saying we did math and it, it says that it's, we did math and it says we did it. Yes. Cool. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. They claim they have the hoppiest beer in the world. It is dubbed Hulaud. The name is said to come from the exclamation you will undoubtedly make. Oh, my gosh. If that's not a Dogfish Head press release. I haven't read stuff on Dogfish Head. <laughs> like, I, like, I haven't read any of their descriptions in so long. Yeah. And it's just like, this takes me right back. It's just like when you read a stone, you know, and they, like, take up the... Like, like, I'm convinced that's why they used bombers. Because yeah. they needed that much space to put their stupid, you know, yeah. verbiage on the back. Yeah. So there we go. It's the the hoppy six hundred fifty eight. So even the, though we've clearly seen bottles that were labeled at a thousand IBUs. So well, labeling the thousand IBU beer did not, to me, taste that fucking bitter. And and I think that's because they, like the human tongue, just can't process above a certain bitterness level. So well, yes, and <clears throat> so to me. Like it feels like when you're in uh, like Gatlinburg and you go to the hot sauce store, and everybody's trying to tell you like how hot their stuff is. One trillion Scoville units, you know, and that's kind of what's going on here. We want to tell you that it's so bad, but the reality of it is, you're not ever going to be able to discern a difference. You're going to have a sip of this, and you're going to go, "Whoa, that's hoppy." The end. Yeah. Next, the next end. up, who next? Yeah. yeah. You know, this will show up at a, at a bottle share. Maybe whales for witches. <laughs> be great. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and if it's if it can be fresh, yeah, and I and I, and and I would try it, and I would go, yeah, that's 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 pretty hoppy. All right, what's up next? Yeah. Does it say what the uh, is that Ryeway Distro is? Yes, on I've still got a dozen cans at home. Leave me alone. I'll have some of that. Blah 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 blah. Miami. <laughs> Come on, all I all want is beast. just to know when the world. Oh look, it even talks about how the tongue can only discern up to 110 IBUs. We know, I know I've tried beers theoretically calculated to 100 and another beer theoretically calculated over 110. And I have tried Hulad at 658 and I can tell the difference in intensity. Yeah, but like, is it worth it? You know, let me work. Like, like, you know, you you can buy a decent stereo, you know, a, a good set of speakers for $300. You can also buy a good set for $12,000. Mm-hmm. Is that one better? Sure. 
is it enough for you to really appreciate the difference and be worth it? Yeah. Are you really going to hear the sound difference in no. the tube amps versus just because the, plain, the reality plain is amp? most of us are n- as much as we like to be connoisseurs of everything. We are not that good. We cannot tell that much of a difference. Yeah. You're going to try this and you're going to say, damn, that's hoppy and then move on. I mean, I, I will sound like an asshole because I have one and you are and I am one. I have a, a, a turntable, and I have you like have original vinyl, not He's, like well, he has one. Oh, one turntable. Okay, right. Well, we, we got three well, microphones. Phones He's doing it wrong. Table. Yeah, I know. I did. I did it all wrong. One turntable and four microphones. Five, six, seven, eight. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I cannot tell the difference between a vinyl and an MP3. It sounds the same to me. Yeah, and Wells well, is looking at me like I'm crazy. You're not using the right kind of tube amp, and you're not in it, and it's like I get it. But it's, I'm not. I, I'm just using my home stereo setup. So tell you what. It sounds the fucking same to me. Oh man! With a with a pair of headphones on, I cannot tell the fucking difference. Sounds identical. That's great. So it turns out Dogfish Head has made Hula before. Oh, oh really? Back in uh, 2017. Okay. How many IBUs did it have? <laughs> 658. Oh, so. 8.5% Meet ABD. the new beer, same as the old beer. Yeah, it had uh, 505 check-ins and is pulling a massive 3.48 on Which, untapped. So what year was it, did you say? Uh, the most recent check-in on this was March 25th, 2018. Okay, so it's been two years. So still in the heyday of the hop craze, Yeah, and you got three and a half on untapped. Why are you doing this? Thank again? you. Next. Yeah. What's up next, Josh? It's time for break. Okay. Sounds good. Do it, Doug. We'll be back in 30. Jeff, how does that work? Let's talk about the beer that we've been drinking through the show. Um, whether we would buy it with our own money. Sometimes, well, actually, almost all times we buy these beers with our own money. But would we buy it again? Sometimes we get beer donated from folks. Thank you for that. But still, if we had the chance to buy, would we buy it? Real straightforward. Buy? Yeah. No buy. First beer up for tonight. So I hand it to myself. From Triple C... Pills of Funk, a footer-aged Brett Pilsner. He's got the thrills for the pills. Um, man, this is really good. It is not at all surprising. Triple C does a thing involving aging in wood vessels. I like it. Um, it's clean and dry and delicious. And... Um, Man, this, this is real good. It's a big buy for me on this one. Wells? I mean, what's not to love about this? This summer has been like... Brutal. Crispy boy weather for me. Brutal. And, you know, I've been cleaning out the cellar, so I've been going through a lot of, like, mixed culture stuff, which has also influenced my just weekly purchasing habits. So I've been consuming a hell of a lot of Pilsner, hell of a lot of Brett beer, uh, sour ales, everything. And these guys have successfully combined a stellar Pilsner with an absolutely beautiful Brett backbone. This is just funky and fantastic, and I love it. And yeah, I've, I've, I've bought and I will continue to buy. Josh. As the resident sour hater, checking in. This is not sour at all. It's, it's just not funky. Sour no, it's not. It's, uh, it's well, funky. It's not it's, sour. It, yeah, well, it's. it's what I was so say it's funky. It's not sour. I mean, adding Brett to a pilsner doesn't make it sour, right? I mean, but then people add Brett. all kinds of other crazy shit to yeah, it. Yeah, but there's no crazy shit. It's just yeah, a pilsner. Look at look at look at it's good. I like it. Listen here, Jack. I would absolutely buy this beer. Next beer up. Next beer up from. Dissolver. Or um, if you were my car's GPS, D-S-S-O-L-V-R. Yes. It spells it out. 
in uh, well in Asheville. Well, you know, it's in Asheville. Apparently, um, they have dissolved almost all of their vowels. Uh, this feels like like um, you do. This feels like in uh, like a Web 2.0 company from like uh, 2004. <laughs> DSS OLVR. Uh, anyway, this is Big Brew Dash One Mood. <clears throat> I guess Mood is a series that they run, and so this is a single hopped IPA featuring Brew One hops. Uh, this is cloudy. It is hazy. It has got quite a bit of a hop bite to it. Um, this beer makes me want to go to Dissolver and try their stuff out. This isn't the one that I'm going to buy, but it really like it's a very very interesting beer, and I want to see more of what they're about. So it's a no buy for me, but it's like you guys are probably going to love it, and I understand why. Wells did go to Dissolver. I did try this and had several other things too. Um, usually, it, single hop IPAs are interesting, uh, but this one is my first real experience with the Brew One Hop. Um, it seems to be a fairly new entrant, uh, and it absolutely blew me away. This thing tastes like white gummy bears and all sorts of goodness that I don't know, I just really enjoy it. Um, as far as a, a single hop hazy goes, this very well be my favorite, but it, not very much competition. Um, I think it's a solid beer. I, I bought and would buy again. Josh. This gets my jimmies all in a wrestle. Damn, man. Is a single hop. This is a single hop? Yep. Holy shit. It's got layers. What is this hop even? Like, it's parfait. Damn. It is. You ever met anybody that like a parfait? Who's that had? No, I don't like no parfait. Parfaits are delicious. This is fucking amazing for a single hot beer. Like, rarely does it have, like, this juicy kick, and then all of a sudden it's piney. Like, whoa. Yeah, this is a big, huge buy for me. Next beer up. Next beer up <clears throat> from uh, Town Brewing here in Charlotte. The uh, Varsity Barley Wine Style Ale. Uh, class of 2020, it says it's intensely multi, complex, rich barley wine, uh, caramel toffee, orange marmalade, dried dates, uh, Chinook hops. So uh, they kind of lost me with the hops. Um, I'm not not loving the hops on it. I'm not really enjoying this beer at all. It's a, it's, it's a little drier than I want it to be. Um, I am spoiled by having straight jack and a right way to heaven. And so this is just kind of like, yeah. Um, it's no buy. I don't drink a ton of barley wine, but if I do, it's not this one. Wells. This one came out in the spring and I picked up two bottles. Um, I was instructed. This was somewhere in between an English style and an American style, like with a English hop, or an English malt base, but then we added like all these American hops and schedule and everything. Uh, pick a lane and stay in it, I think, because it's like you've got this <laughs> toffee caramel malt that builds up to this just uh, almost offensive pine. And I've sat this down for a few months. Like I drank the first bottle. Right. And then set this one aside, and then finally it's like, I just want my fridge space back. Um, so, so the hops are, are off-putting for you as well. Yeah, they are. And, yeah. and this is, I'm just, you know, if it was an American-style barley wine, I could deal with that. If it was an English-style barley wine, I could deal with that. But instead, it's trying to be both, and it's neither. So I'm not going to you. buy it. Josh. <laughs> All right, I am clearly the lone weirdo, lone weirdo here because this one actually doesn't taste aggressively hoppy to me, which a lot of times I am very turned off by American barley wines because they are just overly fucking hopped and I think they're gross. This somehow manages to hit that nice balance between, like well said earlier, you know, the pick a lane thing. Yeah, I mean, if, make, if that's make, the thing I think of. Yes, please, more, more, more. Yeah, maybe. Just make one or the other. Make one or the other, but yet this somehow still works. And I, and maybe because the hops have already started to fade a little bit, they, it doesn't feel like... Okay. Bigfoot is a great example to me. I do not like that barley wine 
at all. It is aggressively hoppy. It doesn't matter how long you sit on it, but it could be good. And I know that there's a good beer there. And I feel like maybe knock the hop scheduling back a little bit on this. If you still want a little bit of hoppy kick, this could be phenomenal. I'm not going to buy it, all that being said, <laughs> but this has got some legs on it. Unlike a lot of American barley wines that I just do not like. I would have, I'd be curious to see if in the class of 2021, um, you know, that they release a little bit of the 2020 on draft just so I could see what a fresh versus what the one year aged right. uh, version does. Yep. Like, sign me up for that, but not until. Yeah, fair enough. Final beer up. So, Clueless Brewer. Um, Friend of the show, yes. maybe. <clears throat> Has a hookup at Calusa Brewing. Sarasota, I think, Calusa's from. Yes. Home of Mach. Uh, the Macho Man. Home of the Mach. Oh, yeah. Final resting place of the Mach? I don't know. That's mm. a good question. <clears throat> Make it dark. Um, Way to go. And, and so, occasionally, I will get these. Uh, he'll, he'll slide into my DMs, if you know what I mean. And be like, hey. Y'all want any of this? And I'll be like, hell yes, I want some of that. Parfaits are delicious. And sometimes he slides in. He's like, you want some of this? And I'm like, mm, mm. you know, I think I'm okay. Which is dumb when it comes to Calusa. Yeah. Because, like, I, I'm really struggling to find, to even think of my least favorite Calusa beer. I'm sure there's, you know, it was probably some of the blueberries in it. <clears throat> but um, he sent us one. And it's a bomber. Like, so we were making this joke before the show because, like, whenever there's any bottles, I have to ask Wells for his bottle opener because I can't even find mine anymore. Yeah. Like, we, we don't typically open bottles. And sure enough, six out of the last eight beers between this show and last have been bottles. Yep. But I have this bomber in my hand. And it's barrel-aged mountain and sea. And I didn't tell you what was in this. And maybe you looked. I don't think you did. I have. I, I, I looked at the bottle. But it is a rum barrel-aged imperial sweet stout with coffee, hazelnut, coconut, and lactose. And I'll be damned if this doesn't taste exactly like German chocolate cake. Rum barrel-aged German chocolate cake. This is a parfait. This is delicious. Even after the last show when I was so excited about Monstro because, you know, no adjuncts. And this one comes in with all the adjuncts. Like, hey, we're all the adjuncts. Welcome. It just goes to show that I'm just a complete hoe when it comes to a good Imperial Stout. Um, this is excellent. Absolutely fantastic. Once again, a complete home run from the Calusa guys and girls, maybe. I don't, I don't know their stuff. I should, probably shouldn't. Gender stuff. Why are you gendering that? I know. I'm sorry. Um... Absolutely phenomenal. Love it to death. Wish I had another one, but alas. Big bye. Wells? Damn, dude. Is, if you don't ease up, you're going to get a lockjaw or something. I'm just saying. No, I mean, this is, this is really good. Um, you can definitely tell it's of higher ABV stature. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a sneaky boy. It's, it's a, a very aggressive German chocolate cake. Uh, the kind that, you know, you're about to stick your fork in it and it says something about your girlfriend. Um, I mean, at least he said girlfriend because I thought we could have gone way different places there. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I yeah, it's, I it's, it's good. It's a buy. Um, Josh, what do you think of this beautiful thing? By beautiful, I mean like pitch black. And so basically anytime it either, it'll come to myself, it'll come to Jeff. I don't know if you get little goodies in yours. I, I get goodies in mine that I, I am not to share with the show. I am to drink fresh, which I do, as instructed by Clueless. Oh, I don't, you know, so usually what happens is whenever there's anything that's coming for us, it goes to Ryan for some reason. Mm. And then... I lose track of whether or not I've actually picked it up. I have no idea. For all I know, Ryan still has bottles that should have come to us. He's probably drank them. Yeah, he probably has. Well, this this one came in with a couple of others that we've already had, and then one I was instructed to drink fresh. Um, Goddamn, man. Like, this thing dances on your tongue like you would not expect. 
It does all these crazy things that you go, wow, every time it hits a different part of my tongue, I'm tasting a different part of this, and holy shit. I would love to be able to sit down, like, or even just, like, watch video footage of a couple different breweries trying to make... Because, like, this is not a unique beer. No, it's the not. The idea of doing, like, coconut and hazelnut and rum barrel, like, this isn't some crazy idea that Calusa just came up with on their own. This is a pretty common thing. But why does everyone else's suck well, so bad? Well, and I was going to say, put it in order of hatred, it's tequila barrel and rum barrel beers. Like, they are one you and two are, for me. But, but you're a monster. I do not like either of those treatments on a beer. At all. I have had some tequila barrel-aged sours that would change your mind, my dude. I I am more than happy to try them, but... I wish I could find them, Avery. I'm telling you, like, I do not like tequila barrel beers. Do not like rum barrel-aged beers. This fucking nails it. Like, way beyond my expectations. And when I saw it, I was kind of like, it's rum barrel, I'm probably going to hate all over this thing. Well, it's, it's not that big, like, Jamaican rum taste. Like, right. It's more of a... No, it's very subtle. Yeah. Very, very subtle. It doesn't have that funkiness, that, that dunder pit. Yeah. Anyway. Right, so it's time for I'd Tap That, Jeff. How does that work? So out of all these beers, <clears throat> what's the one that we would most like to have on tap? What's the one we gushed over the most? Well, I mean... I mean, for me... That that Fodor Pills is really good. I didn't buy the the next two. I bought the Calusa. As much as I said I don't want another adjuncty stout on tap, um, for for me, German chocolate cake is that thing that my mom would make for everybody's birthday in the house, and so it always like. I have high expectations of German chocolate cake, and a lot of people say they can make German chocolate cake and they cannot. Yeah. And then you see a lot of beers that claim to be German chocolate cake. There have been some here in town, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, no, no, that no, was no, not no. good. That's no. not it. That's, that's definitely not what I am thinking of. This tastes like German chocolate cake. I absolutely love it. Clues is when I'm tapping. All right. Wells? I've been fucking struggling with this since we got the show started. Because I'm sipping my pills of funk. And then I have my big brew one mood. And it's like. God, these are both so good. Pills of Funk has nothing to hide. It is clean. It is funky. It is just a lovely beer. Meanwhile, Big Brew One Mood, I have never had a single hot beer that presents like that does. Just layer upon layer, no matter which way my tongue turns. I'm going to have to give it to Pills of Funk. And maybe that's my inner Homer showing. Another but, Look, man, flag but, free flag. It's but all good. Boy, like that thing has it's it's so simple. It it's beautiful. It's a it's a wonderful beer. And anybody who doesn't try this before it runs out, you are missing out. However, if you have <laughs> access to that big brew one mood, uh, you should drink that too. <laughs> this this was so tough, but I just know that at the end of the year, if if I'm gonna forget the big brew one mood, it, yeah, it's gonna like disappear. Um, but pills of funk, pills of funk, like I'll remember that one, you know, come into the show, end of the year. Josh, where are you, man? See, that's where I have to argue with you because at the end of the year, I will remember big brew one funk, like <laughs> mood, mood, not funk, mood. I mean, the fact that a single hot beer could do what that beer just did is in fucking sane to me. Yep. I have had so I, I've brewed so many smash beers. I have tried so many smash beers. I have never had one taste like that. Ever. Like I don't understand how the fuck they did that and what that hop is. That hop needs to be in more beers. Well, it's an experimental hop. Yeah, so, sure, that. but that just means that I'm going to be on the lookout for it now. Yeah, sure. like, yeah. let's take it out of experimental well, I mean, world and put it into beers. Yeah, because I mean, like... How a, a, a hop can take it from juicy and fruity to kick you in the nuts pine yeah. in a transition of yeah. five seconds I, I'd love is to see, fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd love to see this in a West Coast just for fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, dude. Hey, hey, <coughs> uh, Gavin, uh, uh, Ben, uh, Divine Barrel, can we get this in a, a West Coast with Brew One? Please and thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I was floored with how that tasted. Like, I, I wonder how hard it is to get a hold of Brew One. Maybe we can uh, organize a brew day over there. A brew day? A brew brew day. Brew brew day. All right, Jeff. We're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come check us out on the interwebs at craftbeercast.com. Um, you know, we mention our Patreon every now and then if you want to support us that way. But if not, I totally get it. Uh, if you want to trade beer with us, uh, slide into our DMs. Uh, you can hit us up on the Twitters at CBCast that way or email contact at craftbeercast.com. Although, like, if you're one of those marketing people that feels like you need to send emails to everybody and you send us something wanting us to uh, uh, co-brand or collaborate with you on something that doesn't make any sense for us at all, don't be surprised when we don't respond. Yeah. It's a total thing. Wells, we're going to find you on the Twitters. Well, they can, you know, at all the Wells on the Instagrams and the Twitters or in the Googles looking for more information on Brew One Hops. Josh, where about you? They can add me too on Twitter at JoshWC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Tell a friend. You know, hey, I've enjoyed these jackasses and their seven years of going. And no, you haven't. You hate us. I don't. It it takes you like a week and a half to forget that you hate us. And then we come back and you're like, oh, yeah, right. I hate you guys. No, I've never hated either of you. There, there's other co-hosts that have left that I might have hated. But, you know, hey, we'll keep that off the record. Well, look, if you don't want to talk about Chris on the record, I totally understand. We can talk about Chris <laughs> off the record. All right. Fine. He's not listening anyway. I, I, I hate you, Chris. You're the worst. <laughs> he checked out after I tapped that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. <laughs>